Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Heal the Sick Podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be back. It took some time down from the from the podcast as we were doing some seminars locally and had some uh, things in the area that I had to tend to and get done. So I'm happy to be back, and we're going to keep rolling right down the road with even more stuff. I got great great series of guests lined up for you to, to check out and to meet and get to hear their story. Uh, joining me on the program today, I'm very excited to have this uh, this guest. I've been trying to arrange him for a while, and we finally had everything line up where we could uh, get together and spend some time here. Um, I've seen his work. I've seen his name cross my radar screen a lot, heard a lot about him, uh, and then recently had a chance to meet him at the seminar that we had put on. We kind of crossed paths and, and he had a chance to meet, and uh, here he is joining us today. He is among many things, evangelist, pastor, itinerant speaker, revivalist, missionary evangelist. What? Where do you? Where do you even begin here? Joining me on the phone from Rob Radosti Ministries. Rob Radosti. Rob, welcome to the Heal the Sick Podcast. How are you, sir? Thanks, man. I'm doing great. It's good to be on. Yeah, brother. I'm I'm excited. To, glad I finally met you. Glad we had a chance to talk. And uh, let's get right into this. So. What we do in our first segment is uh, healing testimony. So what can you share with our audience of something kind of big, something crazy, maybe off the beaten path a little bit? Talk to us about some healing. All right. I have about six hours, right? <laughs> uh, there are so many testimonies that I could. There are so many. Um, and I think one of the things that really strikes close to home for people is a lot of times um, people can get intimidated when it comes to their own family members, especially if they're unbelievers, um, you know, who are sick and in need of healing. And I have seen a couple of instances, you know, outside of all the healings we've seen around the world uh, on crusades and tumors exploding and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, one thing comes to my mind in particular and that was when I was running a healing meeting in Pennsylvania. I had an unbelieving family member who was actually very uh, hard against what we were doing, and they came down with a brain tumor. And so I was preaching, and they came walking in the back of the church, and I was shocked. I couldn't believe that they were there. And um, the Lord told me to anoint them with oil. And, you know, I'm expecting to feel all this fire from heaven, and they're going to fall all over, and they're, you know, big boom. And uh, I prayed for her. I anointed her with oil, but nothing really, you know, seemed to happen in the moment. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm just standing on your word. So they were uh, set to have an operation the next morning at five o'clock. And they, you know, they went ahead to the appointment and they sedated her and put her under and they went ahead and opened up her head. And the doctors were shocked because they found uh, a tiny piece of benign tissue where the where the tumor was, and they said it was completely unexplainable. It was a miracle. So they basically took that, closed her back up, and <laughs> said, "Yeah, we we can't explain it, but you're a walking miracle." And now that family member is on fire for Jesus, just burning, uh, totally free, totally healed. Um, so yeah, that you know, I could tell lots of mission stories, but I think. One thing that could really help the church is if people would be encouraged and built up in faith to minister right in their own family, you know, to the sick. So that was something that really stuck out to me. 
You know, it's interesting because I hear that a lot about healing family members and healing people close to you. And it's a hard thing because it's you know, a little bit of a different kind of love. It's a little different circumstances involved. So for people that are dealing with people in their family, what kind of mindset, what kind of approach, what's a strategy? How do they go about doing that? That's a good question. You know, sometimes um, when I would when I would preach meetings, you know, I'd go in and it's like, you know, if, if there wasn't as many people as I was hoping or expecting that there would be, um, it's really easy to just, you know, feel like, man, I, but then the Lord began to speak to me and say, you preach, you're faithful in the little, I'll make you faithful in much. So you preach as if there's a million hungry people wanting the presence of God in this room right now. And I look at, I look at this the same way. I don't look at it as, oh, they're my family members. So, you know, you know, things may be a little different, but I have to say, you know what, if, if I'm going to be a sign and a wonder, Christ in me, the hope of glory, um, I want to, my first ministry is my family. And if I, if I want to be a real effective minister, I want people to see my family and my extended family lining up with the order of heaven and their bodies healed and then full of joy um, so that I can see that overflow into the nations. And it's kind of like when Jesus said, start here and then Samaria and then the other uttermost parts of the earth. So I think, um, I think that we can really be a walking revival if we focus on, if we use that same strategy and say, I'm not going to let, you know, the enemy or the kingdom of darkness have any say in the health of my family, my extended family. And then I'm going to watch this overflow into the nations. But ultimately, it's all compassion. Jesus had compassion and he healed all the sick. It's glorious. Wonderful. You know, in uh, a lot of times in healing ministry, when, you know, with us, we'll do some stuff and we'll see some kind of maybe supernatural manifestations. When, when you have prayed for people for healing in the past, have you seen kind of oddball things happen or out of the ordinary stuff as well? I have, yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, I don't even know how, how far to go with that because there's, there's so many different things that we've seen, but, um, but yeah, we have seen, uh, we have gone, I mean, I don't really preach about these things or, or, or necessarily teach on them, but they, they have happened. Um, a lot of times we're praying for healing for sick people. We will see like a shimmering uh, light or a gold type almost could look like glitter, but you know, I, I don't have glitter up my sleeves. <laughs> um, we, hmm. we would see something like that appear on their face or their skin. And it's just like the glory of God just shining through them saying, I am doing something right now. Um, we've seen that we have seen tumors kind of almost explode off people's bodies. In a sense, we've seen, um, there's so many different stories. We've seen feathers, uh, when, when, when healing is happening in the room and suddenly like we just see these little feathers popping out of the air around and then they kind of disintegrate, um, just wild, really wild stuff. And then we've also seen times where people will, you know, fall under the power of God getting healed. And it's like they hit their head, but they get up and they, they're, they didn't know that they hit their head. There was no pain. It's like they were they were completely like enraptured into the glory of God. Now, obviously I don't want people to hit their heads. That's why we have catchers, but the couple of occasions I've seen it again, there was almost like a, almost like a supernatural force field around them and God, while God was healing them, just, just really wild stuff, you know, and, and angels is another one we've seen 
in the spirit, two or three different people would say, hey, I just saw this angel look like this and it was putting its hand into them and ripping that tumor out. And, and we'd have two or three other people say, I saw the same exact thing and they would describe the angel the same way. So things like that. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's amazing that a lot of times, you know, in healing ministry, we, we overlook that sometimes because we sometimes we're just so focused on getting the results. But, you right. know, in the spirit, there's so much going on around us and it, it's really fascinating. Um, what was your first bonafide healing experience that you can remember ministering for? Yes, it was. Uh, it was kind of two simultaneously in the same weekend. We were in Pennsylvania and we were in Illinois and uh the f- the first solid uh, one that we ever saw was the healing of a deaf girl. And we were in Illinois. Uh, pre- I was preaching in a youth group, and uh, I had just started preaching that week or the week before. It was kind of my, you know, at, at, beside in the in the streets in the clubs, like in churches. It was one of my. It was my first time preaching at a church, and um, I was in a youth group, and these young girls uh, had caught their sister who was deaf from birth. Um, trying to commit suicide in the bathroom. And they heard that I was going to be there. They heard about my testimony and they dragged her to the church. And um, she had a little girl and they brought her little girl with her. And when I said, I'm going to do a call for healing right now, if anybody needs healing, they, you know, they kind of dragged her up to the front. She was really, you know, just going through a lot emotionally, but she obviously, she, she wanted to have the faith for it, but she was just very weak and, um, me and my wife just got around her and we put our hand, they told us she's deaf. She's been deaf, you know, deaf since birth. We put our hands on her ears and I just said, Lord, I command a fire to come through these ears right now. And I'd never done that before, like in my own meeting, you know, this was the first time. And she began to scream and she, and she was, you could kind of understand what she was trying to say. She was saying hot, hot. I have fire in my head, hot, hot like that. And um, so one of her sisters, you know, was like, oh my gosh, something's happening. So I, I saw that she had hearing aids and I said, take your hearing aid out of your ear, you know? And so she did. And I had her daughter come up this little, I think she was maybe four. And I said, say hi to your mommy. Right. <laughs> and so she looks up and says, hi, mommy. And the the girl just, she, I mean, she exploded into tears. She looked down cause she heard her daughter's voice for the first time. And it was, it was incredible. Then the whole place went wild and, you know, they tested her a couple, a couple other times and she was, she was fully healed. Her, her ears popped open. <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah. That, that's, you know, you know, and again, on that same level, it's like you have a, a healing, which we can get focused on, but look at all the fallout that happened otherwise from it at the same time. It's just so many layers, so many things going on. I, I love hearing it. Uh, Rob, we are up against our first break, so we have to take a pause here. And listeners, Rob Berdosti, again, from uh, all over the place, doing all kind of stuff, which uh, we're going to find out more in the next segment and a fascinating background. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million out, back in a moment. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. 
Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, coming at you from Saint City, Las Vegas. It is a uh, pleasure to have you joining us on a beautiful, clear and sunny day here in uh, in, our, in our wonderful city. We're bringing you the Heal the Sick podcast. Make sure you check out the website, which has been recently renovated, facelifted, and is looking fly. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work, did it? Uh, DominionFire.com is the website. <laughs> It's the website where you can find the entire catalog of these shows and uh, front to back and everything. Rob, stop laughing. <laughs> and uh, All right, I'm going to stop now. Joining our guest, Rob Radosti, who you can hear laughing at me in the background. Uh, Rob, you have a uh, fascinating background and experience from what I've heard and, uh, and what, what I've read here and there about you. But I would like to hear it direct from the source. Tell me about yourself, your background and experience, and don't leave out any of the juicy details. Go for it, man. Oh boy, that's uh yeah yeah. Um, well, let me just see this real quick. For all the juicy details, uh, I have a YouTube channel, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I there, I definitely go into a little more detail. Me and my wife have a, a show that we do on and off, and um, I'll give that information at the end. But yeah, so um, well, my my testimony is basically uh, what people around the world know our ministry for. Uh, I was delivered out of Satan worship witchcraft, um, among lots of other things, but, you know, the drugs were there. The alcoholism was definitely there. Um, uh, some gender identity stuff, um, all kinds of things. And really it was, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, were you raised Christian? Were you not? I was actually raised Seventh-day Adventist and my dad was a pastor in the Seventh-day Adventist church. And so, we, uh, I definitely had scriptural knowledge. Um, I knew about Jesus. I knew the Bible stories. But what I did not know was that the power of God was available today. Uh, you know, we, we didn't really go there. And so um, when I was 11, my dad left, uh, had a, you know, him and my mom had a bad divorce. And that drove me um, pretty much into just a depression frenzy. You know, it's a downward spiral. I ended up you know, with a psychiatrist, they diagnosed me with depression and bipolar and suicidal tendencies. I was about almost 12 years old. And the next probably five, six years of my life from that point were a horrible downward spiral. Um, I was very angry with the church. I was angry at God. I didn't know what I believed about God anymore. Um, but I just got mixed up with, with a bad crowd. They introduced me to Satanism, uh, and, you know, to the drugs, alcoholism. So by 13 years old, I had sold my soul to the devil. I had an altar built in my closet. I was cross-dressing. I was involved in all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, 14, I was pretty much an alcoholic. I mean, I, you know, from morning till night, even up to like 180 proof liquor, I was just gone, uh, and it just went on and on from there. And really, I was seeking power. I was seeking retribution. You know, I was I was just really angry. And uh, I ran with a satanic cult for a couple of years. Um, 
And then I, I went from a Satanist into more witchcraft and into Wiccan and then back into witch and then, and then into full-blown Satan worship, which is like a whole nother deal. I just wanted as dark and as powerful, you know, as it could get. And, um, one day to make the long story short, I was on my way back from a witch's coven in which we would invite lots of people that didn't believe in the supernatural and they would come and they would just, they'd all convert because they would see like a demonstration of, of, of the powers of darkness. And, uh, I was on my way back from one that we were having in a graveyard and I got home. My mom had had some type of epiphany while I was gone, like an awakening where she just suddenly felt God, you know, drawing her to, to come back to him in a way that she hadn't experienced before. So she, she took her Bible that was on the shelf and dusty and popped it open, began to pray through the house. She worked her way into my room and into my closet where she found uh, everything. She did not know that I was, you know, she knew I was just into like gothic stuff, but she didn't know that I was that deep. So she found my altar and my satanic Bibles and my witchcraft books and my Ouija boards and, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, when I came home, she was on her knees praying for me and I had a real nasty demonic manifestation nearly murdered my own mom. Uh, I had to pull myself back. And then I honestly, the biggest lie that I believe was that God would never, if he was real, he would not be able to forgive me because I'd gone too far. So I said, you know, why bother? And so uh, skipping lots of details, I know you said not to, but for time purposes <laughs> from that point, um, I, I, I had gotten this awesome idea from, you know, what I thought was an incredible idea. My mom was going to go to this Christian music festival and I got this idea that I could go as a satan evangelist and I could bring all of my satanic literature and I could convert Christians to Satan. And so, uh, I decided to go with her, uh, but she, I didn't tell her that was going to be my mission. I hit everything. And, um, it was at the Christian music festival uh, that I had a radical encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and uh, basically told me I was forgiven, that I was a son, that I was loved. And it, it goes a lot deeper than that. It was a, I thought I was dying. I thought God was killing me, you know, because of what I'd done and how I blasphemed him. But quickly the situation turned into a whole different circumstance. And um, I got just radically, radically born again. And, um, I went back to tell everybody what happened and the youth group kids didn't believe me. They were still scared of me because I had makeup smeared down my face and fishnets hanging off my arms. <laughs> and, uh, then my friends who were into the Satanism were started to threaten to kill me when they realized I was telling the truth. So, yeah, so it was intense. Wow. Something that I've always kind of thought about, and I, I've never been quite that deep in it. You know, I've played with some stuff before I was saved as well. But I find that people that get very uh, into like occult practices, uh, one of the allures is like you were saying, power comes very quickly. And um, do you find that when someone is in a situation like that and then they switch and they become saved and they start operating in the Holy Spirit, are they automatically more attuned to spiritual things because they have some experience in that realm? I can't speak for the for the masses, but I would say for me, I was definitely schooled in the supernatural, and it was a very normal thing to me. However, what I was not schooled in was, you know, just encountering things from the glory realm. Like, you know, I mean, I asked God for years, like, Lord, stop letting me see demons. I don't want to see angels. You know what I mean? I, I was used to seeing spirits, like demons and 
you know, dark things, but I didn't want to see that anymore. And so for years, people would, you know, call me for deliverance and to come to their house and cast out evil spirits. And I came to a point where I was like, okay, Lord, I want, I want like, I want to see heaven now, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with all this. And, uh, but I would say they definitely are, are more inclined to understand, probably understand more, uh, and it'd be more normal, you know, like when I go to other countries, people in Brazil or wherever it is, they come to me and they tell me about some apparition they're seeing or what, you know, that their kids are waking up with bruises and they saw a spirit in the house. And to me, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's just get rid of it. But in America, it's like, you know, that's, you know, it's just taboo or it's just not, it's like, nah, that can't be, you know, it's so, but yeah, I would definitely, I would probably agree with you there. And uh, we have uh, about two, three minutes before we have to break. Um, what I'd like to ask you, maybe you could explain, explain to the audience a little deeper or more in detail, is uh, something we were talking a little bit about off air is that there are a lot of terms that we see in Christianity, which everybody kind of has their own little definition for. And I think that's where we kind of collide is we're not always talking about the same thing or the same concept. Um, when you say the glory realm, we hear glory used a lot. Um, when you are... Um, in the glory realm. Explain to the audience what that is, what it means, kind of give us just a, a quick overview of it. Sure. Um, well, I'll start with the mind of Christ. You know, there's there's a lot that Paul talked about, you know, such as we have the mind of Christ. And when I think of the mind of Christ, I think of uh, when Jesus looked at the water, he recognized the wine, right? When he looked at the sick, he recognized them well. When he looked at, uh, when he was out in the desert, you know, being tempted, he saw the angels that came to, to minister to him and so on and so forth. So um, when I, one of the things the Lord began to change my terminology on is such as things like the spirit realm. I instead now refer to it as the glory realm because in Colossians chapter two, um, it's very clear. You can read Colossians two ten through maybe 12 or 13, that Jesus is the head of principality and power and that every other principality and power was stripped of their authority at the cross and the resurrection. And um, so when I think of that, I think of the realm, the invisible realm where Christ is the head of all principality and power. Therefore, he has the ultimate say and he and the devil is under his feet. And uh, so when I say glory realm, I'm thinking, you know, not not solely where Paul was caught up in ecstasy, you know, for however many days and not only where Enoch was caught up, but I'm thinking what's here right around us right now. Christ is the head where angels are ministering, but I don't think it's so separate. I think I think really it's right here among us if we can see in the spirit. Awesome. All right. We are up against our second break, so we do have to cut out that point. Fascinating story. And uh, like you said, I wish we had six hours because this would be great to hear, but we still got one more segment yet to go. So <laughs> listeners, keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be right back after this. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. 
Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, number three coming at you here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you from Las Vegas, Nevada. Our saddest segment because we're almost done, but we still have a long way to go. Joining us on the phone, Robert Osti, evangelist, pastor, itinerant speaker, revivalist, missionary evangelist, and I think he works in the gift shop. I'm not entirely sure. So, uh, Rob, <laughs> you wanted to uh, share some information on your heart about kind of just pointers that you've learned in your experience uh, on some different topics. So in this segment, we talk about lessons and what you want to share. So uh, what, what, what is on your heart to uh, give to us today? Awesome. Um, well, one of the first things that I love to tell people is, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in the formulas of how to do things and mainly like how to make things happen. And one of the things that's really important to remember, there's lots of scriptures, so I'm not going to give one definite one, but there's lots that point to the fact that this was all God's idea. God called us according to his own pleasure. I mean, the the Apostle Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 1 how God called him for his pleasure because it brought him pleasure. Uh, You know, there's there's many different things, but I, I, I like to... I want that to be a foundation for people because a lot of times we, we forget why we're in this, that it wasn't our idea. It's not, it's not our, uh, our strength and our, you know, per se, our anointing that makes things happen. It's his, it's his anointing. It's his strength. And it's because of him that we're in this crazy, on this crazy ride right now of relationship with him and salvation. You know, he's drawn us to himself. And one of the things that I love, whether I'm preaching to 10 people or 10,000 people is uh, I know that in the kingdom of heaven, you don't have to try to perform and try to make all these things happen in your own power. You just release the good news and the faith of Jesus is going to be set ablaze in people all over the world. And uh, most of the questions that we get are in, in relation to either healing or dealing with witchcraft. And I, I just released uh, an article about dealing with witchcraft and overcoming witchcraft. Um, so at the end, we can definitely talk about how people can get that if, if, if that will help them out. Um, but one of the things that I really like to, to put out there is don't forget where you're seated. In Ephesians 2, 6, it says, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ Jesus, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms, united with Christ Jesus. We have to, in every circumstance, in every situation, we've got to remember where we're seated. And, and then our, the authority that Jesus has given us will be able to manifest and will have the correct platform. When we forget where we're seated and we begin to react to things, you know, in just according to kind of how we're feeling in the earthly realm right now, instead of respond from where we're seated, that's when things start to take, take a different turn and we might not see the victory that we know that we have, you know what I mean? And so, um, 
just remember where you're seated and spawn from that place. Don't react out of, and we're all guilty of it, but we're conforming, you know, every day we're being conformed into his image more and more. So just remember to respond from where you're seated. Ask the Holy Spirit how to do that. And um, if you're dealing with sickness and disease or you want to see a healing ministry birthed in your life, um, or you want to see witchcraft overcome, you know, if you want authority over witchcraft, the first thing I have to say is um, to be bold. I love one of that. Uh, it was in um, a scripture in Joshua 1.8. It says, don't be afraid of them, for I'm with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. And I remember for years, me and my wife faced death in like 20 different countries. We've been to a lot of dangerous places. We've had guns held in our face. We've come face to face with Colombian terrorists, guerrillas, you know, I mean, crazy stuff. And uh, we've been in earthquakes and shootouts in Mexico and Panama. And I, um, so that's one of the things, uh, that was one of the scriptures that I really held tight to. And when you know where you're seated, you know where you're, you know what, what authority you have and where your authority is at. And then really after that, it's just a matter of asking the Holy Spirit for, for, uh, for strategy and then, you know, obeying. And, um, if you're specifically, uh, and I want to say this real quick, because if you're specifically dealing with witchcraft um, or you want to see authority in that area, one of the things that I really like to put out there is remember that it's not your job or in your best interest <laughs> to find a demon behind every bush. You know what I mean? Just let the Lord expose the darkness and lead you in how to bring the light. Um, and then I guess wrapping that up, one of the last things I would say would be, um, sickness can be very territorial. Um, witchcraft can be very territorial. You might, you know, I've been to certain parts of the country in the world where we see certain kinds of cancers just rampant and not in other areas. And it could be, it definitely has practical means. It could be diet, it could be environment, but it also could be, you know, have spiritual roots. Um, so just keep in mind that even even when Jesus went different places, there was very there were very territorial principalities that you know there were places he could barely do a miracle, and um, not because he wasn't Jesus. So when we don't see the results we want, it's not that we're not children of God. It's not that we're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's we just need to ask the Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit for okay, give me some strategy because currently I, I just, I'm not seeing the results I want, and. One of the things you got to remember is that the enemy preys on and plays on the mind to amplify things beyond what they really are. You know, that's why in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and so on and so forth. Um, I think it's really important to remember that that you have the mind of Christ. So when you look at the water, you recognize the wine. When you look at the demon possessed, you see them free. That's what the mind of Jesus is, and that is everyone's portion. You know, because of what Jesus has done at the cross. And uh, one of the biggest things, and this will be one of the last things I say, is, you know, in working with the lost, you know, growing up in Seventh-day Adventism, especially it was like, you know, the lost people of the world were, they were disgusting, they were horrible, they were sheep of different folds, they were, they were lost, you know, and, and, and we were taught to look at them that way. Not to say anything bad about Seventh-day Adventism, because I know there's lots of different, you know, sects and groups of it at this day and age, and there are wonderful people. You know, I knew lots of wonderful people growing up, but this one thing I would definitely say, allow the Lord to change our paradigm, to change the way that we see things, like Peter in the book of Acts, 
chapter 10, he went into a trance and the Lord told, you know, throws the sheet down essentially full of pepperoni pizza and egg McMuffins, you know, stuff that Peter wasn't allowed to eat. And he said, don't call unclean what I've called clean. And really he was speaking to the Gentiles, but so I've tried to use that and apply that to my life in the sense of the lost are only lost because they belong somewhere. They're lost because they have value. They're lost because they have an owner. They're lost because they're loved. If they weren't, if, if they didn't have ownership or value, then they wouldn't be lost. They, it wouldn't matter. They, they would, you know what I mean? It would just be void of meaning. Um, and so love the Satanists, love the witches, love, love the people that are afflicted with sicknesses and diseases with the compassion of Jesus and, uh, let the Lord reveal their original value that they've had from the foundation of the world in his eyes, that, uh, which, which is far beyond this, the authority that any sickness or disease or spell from witchcraft or anything like that, uh, far beyond that influence. Wonderful. Rob, if people would like to track you down, learn more about you, follow your work, where can they contact you? Well, of course, Facebook is the big one, um, but we do. I do have a website. It's just my name, R-O-B-R-A-D-O-S-T-I.com, RobRadosti.com. Uh, Facebook is also, uh, my, my official page is Rev Radosti, so it's R-E-V dot Radosti. Uh And they can definitely contact me. My itinerary is on there as well on, on my events page. Uh, and then if they want to send in an email, um, it's admin at robberdosti.com. You know, we welcome prayer requests, testimonies, questions. We do live interactive webinars every once in a while, and we can take those prayer requests and testimonies, et cetera. Wonderful. Rob, it has been a pleasure to chat with you today. I'm glad that we had a chance to uh, meet up and, and set up this time. And uh, I think the audience is really going to get a lot out of the, uh, the, the testimony, your personal testimony portion as well. And before we uh, roll out of here today, what I ask our guests if they'll do on to wrap up our show in the final segment is to please say a prayer for our audience, specifically for healing, but if something else comes up, let it go. Uh, let it rip, man. And uh, would you please pray for our audience and take us all the way to the amen? Absolutely. Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name for every listener uh, right now on Millions Podcast. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the authority and the faith that is rising up in them. I feel like the Lord just wants to give a fresh boldness for uh, seeing the sick healed and the dead raised and, and demons, you know, come out of people. So, Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, just let your fire right now just take over this, these sound waves in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you that every bondage is being broken now. There's some people listening. The Lord wants to reveal to you specific ministering spirits that he's assigned to you for your ministry that will come and aid when you are ministering to the sick and when you are ministering to the oppressed. And uh, Lord, I just ask you to release that now, release that knowledge now, Lord, just open up their eyes in the name of Jesus, Lord. And if there's anyone listening and you have a sickness or disease in your body, uh, do not claim it. Don't call it my sickness, my disease. Uh, instead, speak to it just as Jesus spoke to the fig tree 
and uh, and he cursed it and commanded it to stop bearing fruit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every sickness and disease that is trying to inhabit the bodies of people listening right now. Even mental illnesses, actually, that's a big one I hear. Mental illnesses, uh, things like bipolar, uh, depression, you know, multiple personality, things like that. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak to every disorder, and I say line up with the order of heaven now in the name of Jesus. I speak to every sickness, every tumor, every cancer, every disease. Uh, I just heard bronchitis. In Jesus' name, I rebuke bronchitis and arthritis in the name of Jesus. Diabetes. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Blood work is solid. Blood pressure is returning to normal. Blood sugar is returning to normal. I'm about to go into a revival service right now. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for your fire. Just fill my friends to overflowing. Let them be so satisfied and so full of your joy. Even if they don't feel happy all the time, the solid joy from the Lord is far beyond. So, Lord, I thank you for solid joy that is and freedom that is in your presence, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. Wow, got a whole service going on up in here, Rob. Thank you so much. Rob Rodosti, <laughs> listeners, right. make sure you definitely check him out at his website. And if by any chance you have any trouble locating him or tracking him down, make sure you email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. And uh, I will make sure that you guys get all contacted up. So uh, in addition to our email, make sure you check out our website, dominionfire.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, youtube.com slash dominionfirechurch. And uh, on our main website is all basically all of our social media stuff. So if... Uh, you're not sure, just go to the main website, dominionfire.com, and you'll find everything you need to know. And uh, let me know about what you think of the new website design and uh, just how everything's laid out. Got a lot more stuff coming and uh, been laying the groundwork, and it's already built into the site, and I just got to start rolling it out for you. So make sure you hang out and check that out, and it's uh, going to just keep getting better and better. All right, listeners, thank you, as always, for hanging out with us here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We will see you next time. And uh, as we always say to close, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time. Thank you.